You're listening to the Get Your Head in the Game podcast with Shannon Beasley-Tate. everyone. Welcome to season two of Get Your Head in the Game podcast. It's my birthday. I can't believe I am 50 years old. Like, I really can't believe that. I live my life. If you know me at all, I'm like a little kid and I live it as a little kid as often as I can. So this is kind of hard for me to believe, like 50. I think about previous generations and what 50 looked like before. And I felt like, oh my God, those are like old people, but I'm not. I don't feel old. I feel great. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to share this day with all of you guys and hope that you will enjoy the show. So we're going to have some fun today. Not only am I going to bring you some hopefully helpful nuggets on 50 years of awesome living, but I am also going to be a part-time DJ so that you can hear some of the music that's kind of the soundtrack of the last five decades of my life. So we're going to talk about what it means to be 50 and fabulous and what life lessons I've learned in each decade leading to this very moment and what I would tell my younger self. 
So what would you tell your younger self if you could go back in any time? You don't have to be 50 if you're 20. What would you tell yourself as a teen if you're 30? What would you tell yourself uh, in your 20s? If you're in your 60s, what would you tell your younger self? What do you wish you would have known that would have given you more confidence, more clarity, and more purpose throughout your lifetime? That's what we're going to focus on today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the party. Go, 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 Charlie. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up because that's your birthday. You'll find me in the club, bottle full of bug, my mind. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. I was sitting there dancing a little bit. You know, 50 just really can do it as it relates to the birthday. So that was really fun for me. I'm really going to be dancing in my chair this whole time that we're together today. So I'm glad you can't see me. That way you don't have to laugh at my dance moves like my kids do. So the first area that I wanted to focus on is around that infant to 10-year-old era, the formative years, really. And the song that comes to mind for me that was a 70s song, again, I'm a 70s baby, is the Queen of Soul herself, Aretha Franklin. So here it is. Okay, I hope you really enjoyed that. I hope that you get to see that funky soul side, what it was like probably in the 70s for my parents and other parents who have kids in the 70s and just that whole era of confidence and coming into yourself. And for me, it was just learning how to do some of the basics like walk or talk or feed myself or not wet my pants. So for me, it was an area of time where I could be curious, where I could learn everything that I could possibly learn. And so these are some of the things that I want to share with you about what it's like from that infant to 10-year-old era and what I would tell myself during that time frame. And that's to also, in addition to being curious and learning every single thing you can, I think we could carry that through our lifetime. We have to continuously be curious. We have to continuously be learning and figure out what we want to do to make ourselves feel like our optimal selves. So the second thing for these formative years that I think would be something I would have told myself is to be truthful. Now, if we think about small children, you know that those small children say exactly what's on their minds. They're blunt. They don't hold anything back. They're not really concerned about other people's feelings just yet. They just have something to say 
and they say it. And I think we could take something from that. Now, again, we don't have to be as blunt and bold and direct as those little children, but we can be honest with ourselves and be honest with those people around us. It keeps us from having resentment and biting our tongues too often to kind of kowtow or be submissive and subservient in situations that don't call for that. So I would say that that's another nugget from the formative years that I would say that we need to hold on to. And the last one from the formative years, I would say is of course, be playful. The freedom of play is such a wonderful thing. And I think that during this pandemic, I know for me, I've gotten to learn how to play a little bit more. I was so focused on work and raising my own kids and doing my coaching and other things that I love to do that I forgot how to play. So every day now I go outside to play. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is, or I don't have to wait until the street lights are almost on to run back home. I could even stay out beyond the street lights being on now because play is so integral and so important to our own self-care and our own lives. So I hope that you will take from the formative years on how to continue or start being more playful. And so moving from the formative years into the lovely adolescent era, which is our teens, here is the next song that I would say would describe what I would tell my younger teen self in that era. Okay, I think you got it. And that's I Can't Go For That by Hall and Oates. Now, Hall and Oates was a hot group in the 80s. You know, now I'm an 80s teen. The 80s were everything. It was excess and growth and rich and era of exploration. And I think in general, that's what you are as a teenager. But what I think I would tell my younger self would be these three things. It's okay to make mistakes. And this is the time frame that you should learn how to make mistakes and not let them set you back. You don't know anything yet. You're just, again, learning how to get along in the world, learning what school means, learning what you like and what you don't like. And sometimes that's going to mean that you're going to make some decisions that aren't necessarily the best decisions for you. And then sometimes you're going to make some really good decisions, but you might be doing that because of someone else. So this is the time that you can really not beat yourself up for any mistakes that you're making and that you could really learn in your teen years how to make mistakes. And I think we can carry that forward to somebody who's 50. It's okay to make mistakes. And we need to learn how to take that as a lesson and not a mistake, that it's something that we needed to go through for whatever reason so that we could grow or that we could learn. So that's idea number one. The second thing I would tell myself from my teen perspective would be 
figure out what friendships really mean. This is, again, not when you're playing with your parents' kids and and your parents' friends' kids and other kids that you might see in the neighborhood. These are other kids that you now get to choose yourself because you're in school. And I think that what I would say to my teen self is really watch the friendships that you were making. And I think it really can steer that path of whether you make some of those mistakes that I talked about or whether you don't. And I think in this era, it's important to understand how friendships are formed. Is this friendship really a value to you? And again, pushing that forward to where I am right now, reevaluating my friendships even today. Does this friendship add value? Has this friendship outgrown itself? Because that's something that we don't explore too often, that sometimes our friendships have just run their course. And we hold on to people just because they've been around for a long time. But we have to see, are we adding value and are they adding value to us? So that's something that I would say back in my teen years that would make some sense even today. And then the third thing from the teen years would be intrinsic versus intrinsic values. And for me, that really means getting to understand how to establish what your values are, separate and apart from your parents. And I know some of us in our 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s still are living our lives trying to please other people, trying to please the value set of other people, whether it's still our parents, if you're blessed to still have them alive, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your children, your colleagues, coworkers, friends, and taking on those values that they have, but might not be in alignment with yours. So figuring out intrinsically what matters to you. And I know to me, especially growing up as an only child in that era, it was really important. And for teens, probably in general, what my friends thought. But I still had this place in my life where I knew what I wanted I knew where I wanted to go. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew some friends from that era would probably say, I always had a plan A, B, and C. That's how I was even as a teenager. And I think that having a plan is important. Humor is important to me. Companionship is important to me. Compassion is important to me. So I'm just thinking of all of those things that are important to me and may not be to other people. But I think that we need to think about those things, even today, not just as what we really should have developed along the way to save ourselves a lot of heartache as teens. Okay, so now we've got to move to the my 20s. And this is the 90s for me. So I think the 90s was really cool era, just finishing high school, moving into college. And I think that this is a really cool time to be in your 20s. So this is the song for me that represents those early 1990s. No. 
Okay, and I think Public Enemy really started for me in the late 80s. I That was the first concert that I went to in 1987 in Providence, Rhode Island with some of my friends. So I'm shouting out Tammy and Niambi and my friend Adden, who I know we all drove together to that concert and how sick Tammy was of listening to us listen to Public Enemy all the time. But I love them. Their music was always bumping. They always had a message. And I think Rebel Without a Pause really just describes exactly what you're supposed to be in your 20s. So I would tell my 20-year-old self to remember how important it is to have your independence. Your life is yours it's not your parents, it's not anyone else's. And I think that that's really important to remember today. Also using some kind of terminology from today is securing the bag. This is when you're doing your internships if you went to college, you're doing apprenticeships if you've gone to some form of trade school or cosmetology school. And this is an opportunity for you to really set a solid foundation for what your finances will look like as you move forward. Are you saving money? Have you learned how to do that? Are you in a job that you can really grow and that there are promotion opportunities? Again, whether you're in your 20s or whether you're in your 50s, really reevaluating how secure is the money that you're making so that you could set yourself up for a positive future. And I think a lot of times in our 20s, we forget that that is an ideal time to learn about stocks and some of the other things that we've talked about on the show. This is often a time when you get off of your parents' insurance and get your own, how to make these wise choices. And I think really talking to other people then and now to figure out the best way to save the most money, to give the most money that we can give, and also to secure that bag. And I would say 20s also live fearlessly. I think that that is really an important aspect of your 20s. This could be a time where you may not have children yet, or even if you have small children, that you still have dreams and goals and aspirations. And this is a time for you to really explore those and see what they are. And for those of us in our 40s, 50s, and 60s, it's still really important that we live a fearless life. 2020 taught us that any moment, life could be taken away from us. And so we have to grab back on to what it was like to be in our 20s and live in this fearless way. Okay, so moving from there, the next decade that I want to talk about would be my 30s. Yes, the 30s. They're always an interesting era. And I want to play a song for you that makes some sense to me from this era.
All right. Who could get through a kind of a soundtrack of your life if you're a 70s, 80s kid and not have some Mary J somewhere? And so Family Affair really just describes what was going on for me in my 30s. I had just gotten married in my late 20s. I had just found out I was pregnant with my oldest daughter at 30. And so this was really the decade of ushering in some things that I would really kind of set the foundation for what I've been doing the last 20 years almost. And that's establishing some roots. And I think the 30s are really important to figure out where you want to live and what you want to do with yourself and how is your career going. So it's important to solidify your career at this time. And I know it looks differently from our grandparents' era where you got a job and you stayed there for 30, 40 years until they gave you a gold watch and then you retired. We know that that's not the way that the world works anymore. But really understanding what your career life will look like, even if it is moving from one company to another or starting your own business. Again, because if you lived fearlessly enough in your 20s, you might have been able to get enough confidence to start something of your own. And this may be a great time to do that. I know people talk about teenage love and love in your 20s, but I think exploring real love in your 30s and what that really looks like for you. What does it look like to have a partner that that matches your drive, matches the type of life that you want to have for yourself? And again, if you've been fortunate enough to have that real love in your life, that's wonderful. But if you have not at any age at this point, I would say that it's time to explore what real love looks like for you. And then lastly, what I figure I learned in my 30s and that I'd want to tell my 30-year-old self again is to don't let anything or anyone take your voice, dreams, or desires away from you, not your spouse not your job, and not your children, that you have to figure out again how to establish yourself differently if you have moved into this family-type situation because you do feel like your children come first, but at the same time, you still are that 20-year-old, that teen that has all of these great ideas. And this is where I start to see a lot of people, especially a lot of women, let their dreams die. And I think this is where we have to really push for our dreams and our desires to keep living and that we use our voices to the best of our ability to really push our agendas forward. So that's what I would say for my 30s. Now, the 40s, this is an era of change for sure. So this is the song that I would say made the most sense for me over this last decade. Here we go. Okay. Deuces. Chris Brown. Chris has been hot for probably almost the last 20 years himself, but this song spoke to me. And the reason Deuces spoke to me, because it is an era where you have to say bye 
to a lot of different things because you have to be more secure in yourself. And that's what I think my 40s have been, learning even more who I am, what I want, and what I don't want. This is where I would remind anyone or remind my 40-year-old self, know your purpose. Don't get caught up in somebody else's agenda. Don't get gaslighted by other people and what they're telling you you should or shouldn't be doing because it's hurting them in some way. Again, being able to really get rid of any toxicity in your life at this time. This was a really tough decade for me. I had a lot of loss during this decade. And I also had a lot of people I needed to lose in this decade. And I feel like we have to reevaluate this. This is when our parents are getting older or may have passed by then. So I think it's important as another nugget to get a mentor or to mentor others or both. Because my mother died when I just turned 40. So ironically, I haven't celebrated a birthday with her in 10 years, which is blowing me away that it's been that long. But losing that last parent and not knowing who to go to, to get advice, to get support, to have somebody to pray with or have somebody to pray for you, that this is an opportunity for you to figure out who is that elder that's in your life Or how do you find that elder that can be supportive in your life when you need it the most? And who can you reach back and help? Because this is a time where sometimes we're so interested in all of these things that we may not have been able to do in our 20s and 30s with securing the bag and living fearlessly and solidifying our careers. Maybe we had children younger and we're trying to do that now. But it's also the time to go back and help someone else. Help someone else not make the mistakes that you may have made. Show someone else the way. Be a shoulder to cry on for someone else. And another nugget during this era is to be able to give back, to be able to find those charities and those organizations out there that you can physically support or fiscally support, whether you have the money to do it, whether you have the time to do it, whether you have the talent to do it, that this is an era where you're able to really, again, because you know your values, you know the things that are important to you, find these charities and organizations that you can really give back to and help your community be the best community that it can be. So what will the 50s bring? Hmm, I'm not 100% sure yet. I'm looking at some of my friends that are a little bit older and I'm looking at these women who are, again, beautiful, fearless, healthy, strong. I think that it's very important that we take this 50s era and really look at redefining and reimagining what this decade could look like. Again, it's not your grandmother's 50s. So you know when I ended season one, I was hoping to have Big Daddy Kane on the show. But hey, I I guess my people couldn't get in touch with his people. So instead, I'll just play my theme music for this 50s decade. Let it roll, get bold. I just can't hold back a fold because I'm a man with soul and control and effects. So what the heck? Rock the discotheques and this groove is what's next. Attack, react, exact, the Mac, I move you with. A strong song as long as you groove to this. I keep the crowd loud when you hype. Do damage on stage and injure the mic. 
as I shoot the give and see stand still while my rhymes stick to you like Skippy and Jeff. Feel my blood fist or my death kiss. The rap soloist, you don't want none of this. Supreme in this era, I reign with terror. When I grab the mic, believe you're gonna hear her. Fascinating rhyme as I enchant them. So let's all sing the Big Daddy anthem. Go with the flow, my rhymes grow like an afro. I entertain the gain and cane, I never have no problem. I can sneeze, sniffle, and cough. Even if I stutter, I will still come off. Cause rappers can't understand the mics I rip. They sure enough ain't equipped, that's why they got flipped. But my apparatus is up to status. Don't ask who's the baddest. Of course, that is the make or break or take up. My rhymes take the head, put it to bed. So watch what's said. Say the bass for the pipe and rearrange the tone. I take a loss and be forced in the danger zone. Cause I can kill and kill at will. Teaching a skill that's real, you're no frill. So just stand still and chill as I feel. Science I drill until my rhymes fill your head up. Don't even get up. The teacher is teaching. So just shut up. Okay, as you know, I had to put Big Daddy Kane in there somewhere. Yes, I know this song is from the early 90s. That's neither here nor there. Shout out to Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane, if you're listening to my show, I would love to have you on. So please make that happen or I can come on your show. I know you started a podcast as well. Maybe it's talking about how I've been a lifelong fan. But anyway, uh, I digress. So uh, I think this era is really about saying what I mean and meaning what I say. Even just doing that simple little shout out to Big Daddy Kane, it's because I'm bold and I'm courageous and I'm fearless. And that's what 50 to me means, that you can go for things that people might've told you before were impossible. Well, nothing's impossible. You've gotta ask, you've gotta even demand sometimes to get your foot in that door. And if you can't do it in your 50s, I don't know when else you'll be able to do that. And definitely, Every woman I know in their 50s, men men too, but I definitely know that women say what they mean. They're not holding anything back. They're not biting their tongues. They are definitely confident enough in themselves to not worry about what other people think about what they're saying. So I think that that's something that I want to do more of in my 50s. Also, taking care of this body that I have been given. I just think about all the other things that we have in our lives. And what do you still own that is 50 years old? I know some of you hoarders may have some things that you've either inherited from an older relative or if you're already over your 50s that you might have had since you were a little kid. But I think that we really don't hold on to things that are that old. But our bodies are still rejuvenating, reviving, re-energizing. And we have to take care of this one and only body that we've been given. So I'm doing my best to go into this decade being stronger, being healthier, being meditative, resting, thinking differently, changing my mindset so that my body will continue to love me and show me the healthy things that it can do when the world tells you that you aren't beautiful anymore, that your rolls and your little dimples and your cellulite might not be the best cosmetic looking thing anymore, but it's okay. You've earned every single stripe. You've earned every single stretch mark. You've earned every single 
cut or bruise that you have on that body. So now it's just time to take care of it even better than you have before. Um, In my 50s, I think that I always, because one of my other values is always to keep learning and keep growing. And I love to read. I love to watch documentaries and do other things that will help me to be my best self and to push myself and challenge myself in different ways. So I want you to be able to keep learning and keep growing and challenge yourself in different ways as well. What is the one thing that you want to do that you have not done? I know for me, that's still been playing the bass guitar. So I have to come clean. I have to be honest. I know earlier in the year, I said that was one of my goals. Well, I slipped. I have not even done anything with that bass yet to the point that I let my friend Allison borrow it. So hopefully, Allison, you can show me a a note or two on there. We can play something together. I I need to go on YouTube something. But hey, I'm not letting it go to waste. And maybe that will inspire me more when you let somebody borrow something. Now, all of a sudden, you want to use it. So shout out to you, Allison, whose birthday is also today as well. So shout out to you and happy birthday to you. Hope you've learned maybe how to play happy birthday on the guitar by now, but we'll see. So keep learning and growing. And I also just want to leave you with these two things. One, that I'm worthy. And I want you to remember that you're worthy and that I want to keep telling myself that over and over and over again throughout the rest of my life, that I am worthy of love, that I'm worthy of acceptance, that I'm worthy of being heard. All of the things that we may have missed out on in these previous decades. The 50s to me is a reminder that we are worthy just by our sheer existence alone. And then the second thing that's sort of reflective to me is I think my parents would be proud of me. I was really struggling with wanting to go back to Massachusetts and celebrate my birthday at home. And because every single ticket right now to fly to Manchester, New Hampshire is for some reason over $400. Like it's really some hot tourist spot. I don't know why Manchester is $400 to fly there uh, since I used to fly home for like $49 each way. But again, I digress. I wanted to go home and really spend some time in the space where it all began. I was born in Concord, Massachusetts. I wanted to spend some time in that space. I wanted to spend some time in my hometown of Ayer, Massachusetts, and just be near my childhood home, and maybe even knock on the door and visit with Rachel, who's living in my my childhood home now. And I'm so glad she and her family were able to move in after my mother passed away and be able to just explore all of the memories that I had living on Oak Ridge and Pine Ridge Drive in air and all of that I had roller skating up and down that hill, uh, doing wheelies, playing on the ice in the back of my friend Beth's house, uh, watching her be Dorothy Hamill on the ice because she was really into ice skating then, our downhill bobsled races that we used to have, 
kick the can games, touch football games, all of the things that we did on that street that just were so meaningful to my life. I wanted to spend some time in that space. But I really, because I'm not going to be able to be at home right now, is just go into my mind and just recall all of those memories and really believe that I think my parents would be proud of me today. They would be proud of the decisions that I've made to stay with things that worked when they worked, to let them go when they did not, how I've raised my children to be as bold and courageous and strong, beautiful women as they could be, that I was able to create a career for myself that I love and to be able to do things like this with my coaching and this podcast, to be able to share all of the experiences that I've had and hopefully provide you some opportunities to grow, to laugh, and to just sit back and reflect on things that you can do to make some changes in your life. So season two of this show will be a season of renewal and preparation for going back to school, for new business owners who want to share how they started their businesses and followed their dreams, and to provide more topics that we're still developing right now. So please, please stay tuned and come and join me. And again, if you want to be on the show, please hit me up and let me know that, that you want to be on the show. Please go to deeproots.consulting and you would be able to find me there or at deeprootscoachinggroup.com and you'll be able to find me there. Leave me a note. I would love to have you on the show. So this season, the show will be released on the first and third Wednesdays of the month because I needed to break away from doing the show every week so that I could add more resources for those of you who want coaching. So stay tuned for that as well. And so I want to thank you so much for supporting me and for loving me. And I just appreciate you letting me do a little bit of my soundtrack of my life over these last 50 years. And I just thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay tuned for some great things this season. And that's all that I have for you today. And remember, in order to walk through life with confidence, clarity, and purpose, You've got to get your head in the game. Have a great day, everyone, and happy birthday to me.